We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the best marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com and don't forget to subscribe. All right, guys, today we're going to learn how to stop fearing sales. Oh, man. <gasps> learn how to t- turn it into your best friend. I feel like this has to be like, it's, this could be like a full series. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. But before we get started, do not forget to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on social media at Go. Content is Profit Show. And if you want to support the show, if you like it and you think this can bring value to others, please, please, please. Share it. That's what we're asking right now. Share it. Oh, yeah. So talk to me about today's topic. What are we going to talk about today? Well, today, obviously, we're going to be talking about content and how can you monetize it? So that question, uh, monetizing, meaning how can you like make money out of your content, right? Mm. And uh, I feel like it has been a common topic uh, throughout the week. We started the week with uh, being guests in this show. I'm uh, I've, uh, I'm gonna give a a disclaimer out here. Yes, it is not the only way to monetize your yes. content, but we personally believe is the best way, especially for someone that might not have a big of an audience, right? I agree. And and businesses, specifically for businesses, specifically for businesses. is is definitely the best way to go. <laughs> I totally agree. And uh, this conversation kind of started like Monday. Uh, we walked in into an amazing interview for a podcast that you guys will probably listen to. I'm not sure like if it goes be- like before this one or after this one, but uh, with a lady that actually is a coach. And she has this amazing entrepreneurs podcast. And then after the interview, we stay talking for about two hours. Um, she jumped on the publishing frameworks call with us and uh, we kind of helped her through how to monetize your content. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then uh, today I was actually on three different phone calls like that, uh, exploring. Whoa. I know, man, I've been, wow. I, I feel like I've been on the phone uh, a lot this week, which has been like super cool because I got like, I got to see a ton of people. Cause he likes to talk. I like to talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, can you tell? <laughs> so what happened in these phone calls? Cause what clearly call? when I ask, what are we going to talk about <laughs> in the podcast? And you're like, your eyes did like just shine. just like, wing, and you're like, I know what we're going to talk about. I've been talking about this all week long, baby. I mean, I feel I'm, I'm very passionate about this because, uh, I mean, we personally have seen a lot of results uh, I, through I, this. I think we're passionate about this because we have experienced it. We have been at the, you could say at the bottom of the pit, you know, where we didn't know anything <laughs> and we were scared and we grew until i mean there's obviously still lots of room for growth and another disclaimer we don't consider ourselves professionals right like the best of the best were no grand cardone there's always a growth there there's always room for growth that's right um but that's why i think that's why we're so excited because we have seen the growth and we know we're in the right path of growth exactly awesome 
So as many as you know, <laughs> we have uh, obviously two shows. We have The Contents Profit, which is the one that you're listening right now. And then we have another one in Spanish called The Mass Live Show. So both with a little bit slightly different strategy, uh, but we're both super passionate about what we're doing there. So with that being said, um, a couple months ago, we went to this event called PodFest. And in PodFest is a massive podcasters community. And uh, the reason we went there uh, is to help uh, a really cool friend, uh, Daxi Perez. He actually produces a ton of uh, a ton of this stuff. Uh, but we actually got to meet uh, a lot well, of... That was not the main... Well, it was one of the main reasons we went. But we also went to do market research. Because well, we work with people that produce podcasts. Weren't were you listening? That's what I was just about to say. But it's okay. This Thank guy. You. Thank you. <laughs> but yes... <laughs> The other reason was let's do some market research because we actually serve that market. We help uh, podcasters and long-form content creators uh, repurpose their content and create these. Turn their content into bite-sized value pack. There we go. Mini content. Ooh, amazing. That sells. <laughs> that sells. So uh, we asked a ton of questions and it was very surprising to us that a ton of people and a ton of content creators that were there at that event uh, did not know how to monetize their shows or do not have a clear strategy and us coming from the direct response world and uh, the content world and the sales world we're like oh my gosh how is nobody talking about this and it felt like kind of like a taboo topic right like we would t like touch it and like you know everybody would like cringe or like move away or like it was like it was like this like crazy feeling I don't know it was like very awkward at first when we started talking about this so With that being said, today we had some some of those phone calls with people from that festival that we were trying to catch up. And uh, before that, we were also on another call that uh, people were struggling to like get their message out. And we were trying to give them some tips and help them out through their journey, through the content and how to do it. So all the conversation about monetization uh, on the YouTube community or in the podcasting community that we've noticed lately, it has been around sponsorships, deals with other brands, and uh, that seems to be it. Uh, and we've been doing a ton of research. So there's a lot of people out there that start creating a ton of like audiences and millions and thousands, and then they might drop a shirt or something, and then they sell a little bit, and then uh, they get a deal to finance the next piece of content, and how many views and how many engagements you got. And all this stuff. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. They're just going off the metrics. They're just going off the metrics, but there has to be a better way. Um, so that's one of the reasons really like why we created Content is Profit. To kind of bring light to that and uh, connect that content into a sales process. Because we do believe that selling something after your content that you can provide so much value to your audience is the easiest and fastest way to monetize your content. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're creating content, you are building relationships and relationships are based on trust. And once you have trust, you know, you're actually, you can help somebody else be of service. And at the end of the day, sales is that you are being of service to other people. And I think that's the main concept that people are not understanding. I think sales have a, has a very bad connotation and we're going to get to it. We're going to be talking about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So what, what did Myron, like, what, what was, uh, remember that quote that Myron Golden uh, told us? Like, I, I think that was like marked, you know, a spot where we like completely like changed the mindset around sales. Yeah. I, I mean, he has so many quotes that, so we, many. Could, that we could go <laughs> up, go through. 
But one of the, actually, is it one of the first ones he uses when he starts his speech, at least the ones that we've seen? Yeah. And he says, everything happened because someone sold something to another person for a profit. And you start you start thinking about it. It's like, that's true. You know, like everything good that happened, it was because someone sold it to somebody else. And like, whether it is an experience, you know, like you can be saying, oh, no, that experience is because of me. Well, who sold you the car that took you there, right? Like, yeah, you, you, <laughs> it, it's a matter of perspective at the end of the day. And with that comment, he is pretty much implying like, look at sales in a different way, like with different eyes. Because normally we look at sales as pushy, salesy, like, oh, they're going to sell me. This is so annoying, right? Like, but instead look at it from a p place of service. You're going to improve the other person's life when you're selling something to them. Yeah. So I want to give a little bit of a background for those that are starting to listen to the show. And it's like, who are these guys and why are they talking about sales? So <clears throat> we, we were freaked out. We were super scared of selling when we started in this process about five years ago, five or six years ago. And uh, at the time, we we're working with an awesome, super fun uh, soccer franchise called Happy Feet. Mm -hmm. And with Happy Feet, we will go to daycares and actually sell a soccer program to parents for their kids from two to six year olds to play the sport, right? And uh, they were $25 monthly memberships. And I still remember the day, the first day that I went with the franchise owner to actually go sell these things. I was shaking. I was like the, the most nervous I've ever been because of first not knowing what to say. I, I, I feel like at the core, I didn't really feel the value that we were giving. Right. Well, I think it, and and at the end of the day, there was like no no structure, but like we didn't really know what well, to say to these parents. Personally, I think there were a lot of things wrong at that moment. First, we never got sales training from the company, from nobody. Uh, even though we love that company, it's awesome, but we didn't get sales training. Second, maybe let's say we didn't get sales training. We didn't have a clear understanding of what sales was, right? Again, we had we were under the perspective of, oh, sales is pushy. We're taking stuff away from someone instead of giving them so much value and being of service. Um, so that's another one. And third, maybe, yes, maybe we didn't see the full value on what we were saying. Because, again, if you're going to sell something, you got to truly believe that's going to help the other person, right? Yeah. And I... I, I I think I was seeing it as, oh, no, the more I sell, the more, the kids, more kids I'm going to have in my <laughs> class. And, oh, it's going to be worse. It's so much more stress. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think I think my fear on that was also there. But at the same time, it's like, okay, how do I start this conversation? Are, are these parents even going to, you know, even want this thing? And, you know, we talk about dream client and, and people wanting what you sell. And that was a completely cold outreach in person. So it was like super awkward. So anyway, so yeah. we, yeah, we... Sorry, sorry, before you move in there, it, it, I always remember the story of... I, I don't remember the person. I remember the story. <laughs> but it was this one person that used to sell dish, like the TV, um, I don't know, membership, I guess. And he would go to big stores like walmart and he, they, you know they usually set up in there at the front of, of the door and you're walking and you like 
try to go all the around. way around them so they don't sell you. And then they find they, they find a shortcut and find you either way. Yeah, they always find you. <laughs> You're like checking on the shampoos and then you turn on the guys back. They're like, hello. Right there, yeah. Um, but this guy, so supposedly the good salesman, they would sell like something like one person a day, like the very good ones. And this person, eventually he started selling like four, five people per day. So management saw that and they were like, what's happening? Like, how can you sell so many people? And he's like, oh, I literally just asked them, hey, did you did you finish your application for this? So I always remember that story because that's Dan he, Henry. Oh, that's Dan Henry. <laughs> yes, because he's Henry. he's talking to the people that already were interested in buying dish instead exactly. of, instead of trying to figure out everybody. So the point of this story is that I always go back to Happy Feet to where <laughs> we used to work with the twenty five dollar memberships, and we would try to like scout all the parents, try to see. <laughs> well, sometimes we would try to avoid talking to them because we didn't want more kids in our class. Yeah. But <laughs> I always painful. go back to that story and I was like, what if I would have told the parents, like, did you complete your membership at Happy Feet? Like something like that, right? Exactly. I, I feel like we would have got so much. It, it will be yeah. it, it will be fun to try right now. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so obviously that was like a dark place in our life, even though we enjoyed it like deeply because we did learn a ton of stuff. And, you know, we obviously love the sport and the kids. Uh, but from that, we transitioned to our first sale as business owners, which was to a Mexican restaurant for 500 bucks what do you remember about that one day well it was very scary first besides <laughs> and also it was 500 bucks per month not just like a one-time sale so yeah well, i mean the the it was a monthly the, the, the first job was 25 dollars a month too so exactly i feel it, like we've been selling so just monthly stuff all the monthly time. stuff yeah um but yeah well we reached out to this restaurant <laughs> in a cold way like they didn't i remember i just grabbed their phone i was like yeah whatever i'm just gonna call anybody hey this is what we do. We can help you uh, with your social media. And <laughs> they were like, yeah, sure. Come come by. Let's, come, come let's talk. talk. Yeah. yeah. So we went. I spent like two hours talking to the guy. Hey, this is what we can do. This is the cost of advertising in the in, in a newspaper or the, a magazine. And this is what you can, you know, like the impressions that you can get on Facebook and Instagram. Like, <laughs> yeah. blah, just like all that data, facts, just like blur from him features ugh. and not enough story definitely not enough story like zero negative story yeah and i, I remember <laughs> i even dressed up like if you know me i'm pretty much dressed up the same way i mean for those listening please go watch the facebook lives because you can see fonzie and yeah you i mean can. i'm always dressed up the same pretty much <laughs> my my girlfriend can can attest to that yeah i can attest to that so i was like i even dressed up for the meeting and everything i was so nervous yeah. and the guy's like Okay, he's like, all right, come back for another meeting and whatnot. But this time, come with my bro- with your brother. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I got this second meeting. <laughs> so we go again. Yeah. And again, it's like another hour meeting. We're talking to this guy. At this point, we haven't sold a single uh, monthly plan for social media marketing. We haven't sold anything, we're really. Just star- we're just starting, yeah. Yeah, we're just starting. And so this was like our only opportunity. The only cold person that has said yes to the moment. The only person that we have pretty much in our pipeline at the moment. So it was all dependent on that deal. Yeah. And no pressure. Yeah. So we sat there with him again, just facts, facts, facts. And the guy eventually is like, okay, like (laughs) deal. Let's make a deal. We'll we'll do 500 per month. I think we actually try to sell him for a thousand 
And I think we went down. I'm not 100% sure on that part of the story. I can't remember. Uh, but I know we closed them for 500. So we're like, okay, 500 bucks. And we're like, all right, thank you. In my mind, I was like, dude, I cool. You're all dressed up. <laughs> you know, he, don't, he doesn't need to know you're a rookie. So I'm like, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll bring the contract. He we're definitely gonna... knew that we were rookie. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, we're, we're, I'm going to come back. We're going to bring the contract. We're going to sign him up. Rookie mistake right there. You should have the contract with you uh, if you're signing contracts. Um, Which so we whatever. didn't need a contract yeah. either. So whatever. So, Anyways. So we left. We're home. And we're like, dude, yes. We're so excited. <laughs> we're like, we, we did it. We closed our first sale. 500 bucks. What? So crazy. Uh, and then at that point, we're like, well, now we can register the business. <laughs> so at that until that point, we actually weren't officially a business. But since we closed the first deal, we're like, okay, dude, now we can actually register it. Yeah. Um, so we can be legal, all that stuff, obviously. <laughs> and the next day, we go back to the restaurant with the contract. And when the guy picks it up, he <laughs> says, he's like, you, you guys know what I noticed? I noticed that your business was just created yesterday. So the guy actually went and into like the, the records and researched about our business. And he realized that we just opened it yesterday well not yesterday the day right after that meeting that we had the day before <laughs> dude i was so nervous at that point talk, i was like oh about, no my mind was like deal's over deal's we, over <laughs> deal's over we talk always about like that frictionless sale so how how they can come to you immediately right wanting to work with you and this was definitely the, the the opposite yeah, of the frictionless total sale. Opposite. The total opposite. And uh, I mean, we couldn't. We we were pushy, right? Like we do, co we convinced them, right? Which yeah, is we co we, we convinced them. That those are the type of sales that like drive people away from selling. Exactly, and that's why people fear also to sell because like they, you don't want to feel like you're convincing somebody or pushing somebody to make a decision that they don't want to do. And at that point, we thought that was the way. That people saw because we we're starting to learn a little bit more about sale the people that we we're following really didn't know much and that's where like our education towards the perfect you know whatever sales process with the frictionless sales started right to the point that now we've sold four thousand a dollar a month deals right without having to convince anybody so that just gives you a little bit of a background on 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 our journey so so that way now you okay these guys have sold stuff you know, um, went from freaking out for 25 bucks a month to the most friction sale process ever. Oh, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> to, gives me like goosebumps every time I talk about to it. To achieving a $4,000 a month uh, service, uh, month to month, you know, without any friction whatsoever sale. And uh, what we've learned through that journey is that as long as you believe, well, one of the things that we've learned is like, as long as you believe that your solution is the solution and you're providing so much value, either with your product and service, there's no shame in offering that in exchange of money. Yeah. I mean, like the great Steve Larson says, you know, like he, we had him on the podcast, go check out his episode. Um, but how many times have we heard him say, if you are not selling you are actually doing a disservice to the people that you can help. And yeah. that is so true. Again, that is one of those statements that stayed in my head. And I was like, 
Wow. Wow. Like, <laughs> that, that's what's it. Like, yeah. selling, you are being of service. You believe so much that what you do can bring the solution to that person's problem. And you know, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to make your life easier. That's why I need to sell you this. Like, exactly. I need to do I'm, it. I'm taking you, you're shortcutting the, you know, the, the struggles of that person that you're, yeah. you're helping them with your solution. So uh, I'm, I have a story to illustrate this. Uh, when I first came to the, to, to the States and I needed a car to move around because the city that we live in, uh, you do need a car to move around. Public service is crap. But um, I went on trying to search and find my car and I went through all the dealerships and if you've ever been in used car dealerships it is a painful process or at least the ones that I've been was very very painful so that's probably why a lot of people relate sales and have that analogy with car salesmen right so they will jump on you they'll like just like harass you like hey take this car take it home for like three days and then tell me and blah 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 and all these different strategies for you to to go home later I understood that that was because there's a ton of competition Uh, in that space. Now, fast forward a couple of years and I went with a friend to, to purchase a car on a little bit of a high-end brand. And when we walked in there, the experience was completely different. It was opposite. It was like, I want to live in this dealership because of the <laughs> level of attention and service that they did. Not one second, it felt pushy. Not one second, it felt like they were convincing me. Even though I wasn't buying the car, my friend was. But they took their time. It was probably almost all day that we spent, you know, trying different cars, asking a ton of questions and doing this and that to the point that I was like, wow, like this is so different. And I wanted to know why. And it's because they know their market. They know who they're selling to. And they're selling also high ticket in cars, right? It's, it's just very different, right? Um, then we went to another dealership where our dream car is and uh, we're just wait, waiting get for it. us right and there. we've actually gone there multiple times and actually sat and chatted with the sales guy because they know that their relationship that they built with us yeah. you know I mean, they, answering they, those they questions let, they let us take the car for a spin they let us take the car they, for a spin and then they're like yeah like we'll talk later like like nothing right and, so, and we're like Of course, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> so they earn our business that way, right? And again, like that's just an example to illustrate what we're, what we're talking here. Yeah. Uh, I, wa I want to add a little bit, another story real quick. Do it. Um, do it, do it, do it, do it. If you guys follow our 45 Live Challenge, the last one that we did, there was one day specifically, specifically that I'm sure both of us, I know I did, and I'm sure my brother talked about this as well, we had an amazing selling experience and we related that selling experience to a therapeutical <laughs> experience and we said from that point it's like dude like selling has to feel this way for every ev time every single time so we met with this guy and he was selling well what was it I forgot what he was selling. He was selling a, <laughs> a coaching program for go. businesses yeah. there you go he was, he was selling a coaching program for businesses Um, I might not remember what he was saying exactly, but I just remember the emotions that he caused on us. Yeah. And again, I, to make the long story short, the questions that he went through, the conversation that we had, it literally made us real, realize like how much we, we, need, we, we needed that help, right? Yeah. And not from him convincing us, but from us kind of like going into retrospect, like... Going re into retrospect yeah. and seeing like... 
we were telling him the problems that we were having through those questions and kind of realizing that we, we were needed. reflecting exactly. through the conversation we were reflecting and realizing that we needed the solution that they were offering so at the end we were like hey i'm sorry like we couldn't afford it at that at that time because of monetary issues and we're like you know what like he's he was like you know what it's okay guys like, it. we we're not gonna pressure you when you guys are ready just let me know and we're like dude we're gonna be there like don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it like this is the best selling experience we've ever had ever had he was not pushy at all not salesy at all he literally just guide you through your problems and made you realize how you could solve your problem and obviously he had the solution because that's what we were talking about but at the end he was like you know what like we know things happen so we're gonna be here whenever you need it yeah and i was like my mind was blown was like, <laughs> that 45 and live i was like oh i love sales now <laughs> yeah and still there you know and we're i'm sure like we're gonna go back and the second that we we implement and the second that we feel like that's the next step we're gonna purchase from them there's yeah. like nobody else that we will go for that pro a specific yeah. problem i mean we've actually added some elements of that um sales call that we had into our own sales process and it's helped lots of that element and it's helped, helped tremendously. Yeah, tremendously so anyways so the second call today was with people that were publishing consistently have different businesses as far on the podcast side and we we're talking about how they are struggling to make an offer especially now as in we're recording this you guys know that we're in the middle of covid hopefully on the back end of this but there's a lot of people that either have lost their job and stuff like that so a lot of it has been like i do feel bad i don't want to charge like how how much do i how much value do i provide for free how much of my time do i give out for free and and it's interesting because a lot of people at the beginning of stages yes there is some cases that you need to do some work for free not always like you need to build your audience you need to build like some testimonials you gotta do this but there's gonna be a time where uh your personal time is gonna be very valuable so you're gonna have to start selling so that was the argument or the discussion i was having with with this group of people to let them see that it, it is okay uh, it is okay to make an offer and the fear is they've built an audience, they built a, um, a a community around the free model. They build a community around that, that, that free value that they're giving. So these people are trained and are expecting all this information to be free for them. So the second they switch to a paid offer or they actually start charging them money, there's gonna be some friction because these people are already indoctrinated into the free stuff. Now, that's a big fear for these guys, but I'm like, how do you expect to make money, right? So there's obviously other ways that we spoke at the beginning of the episode. You can get sponsorships, you can do this, and but there's, those are all based in the vanity metrics. That I mean, honestly, even if you're going to get a sponsorship, you got to sell yourself to the sponsor. Exactly. So they buy into your content. So they were trying to sell a $10 product, a $25 product, and I think it was like a $50 product which is okay, like I get it, like we were there, I feel you, like we just told you the story about we were freaking out about selling 25 bucks. But the question is, hey, do you feel like the solution that you're giving them, the the value or the product or the community, the next step from that free community is so valuable. And the person that was sharing this information was so passionate and she knew that this was the next step that people needed to take. So if it's 
so valuable that you're providing that much of a solution to their problem and you're adding so much value, why do you feel bad by making an offer? And you can probably tell by my tone right now that I'm like, oh, on fire. It's because I feel so passionate about this because for once we believe that our solution is the solution and we provide so much value and that's why we're able to sell $4,000 a month on our recurring, right? Because we deliver, we understand that this is the way, right? And we back it up. So we have complete confidence that that works and that's what we're able to make those offers, right? Uh, to the point that we have some publishing framework calls with people that are training and we're like, wow, this is so much valuable because I'm solving a problem from A to B to that person. And to that person in their in their eyes is very valuable, probably higher than those hundred bucks or ninety seven dollars that that we're charging for those calls. Uh, but at the same time, to to kind of like narrow down, and I know that this is like is like Papa Luis gonna giving you like a little lesson here. But yeah, oh my gosh, so bad. Okay, for those who don't know, I am a dad, so there's a dad joke. Here and there, sometimes, eh, whatever. But anyway, so she, the fear was, I'm going to lose audience. I'm going to lose people. They're going to get angry at me, right? Because they were trained to get stuff for free. But once you offer something for a price, you're going you're gonna to filter the audience to your customers, to the people that really want to hear your message, to the people that really want to invest their time in working and getting those results. Because if you pay, you pay attention. And I think that was a super cool realization that everybody had in that group because we lived it. We've been there. And uh, if you don't sell, like in our in our business, if we don't don't sell, we don't eat. Our team doesn't eat. We cannot pay our team. So um, it comes from there. I'm very like obviously I'm very passionate about this. What what's your thought, Fonzie? No, we're just, just there listening. Just we're like oh my enjoying god, enjoying the com <laughs> the conversation. I mean, I I agree. Obviously, you need to charge. First, exactly, it's a good filter to people that you're there for. I mean, not that it has anything bad to give away free information. Obviously, like that's part of the content, right? You're giving all this value that you believe in. But if they're gonna get access to you and some more of your solutions, like you gotta charge. It's a honestly, it's a, it's a no brainer, yeah. right? And I mean, to get a little pola uh, polarizing over here. Obviously, there's a lot of content people that are like, no, never sell anything, give away everything for free. Well, my recommendation or my comment to you is take a look at those people and see, okay, do they have a team, right, behind them that produces maybe all this content that they are creating and they not have... Not just the content, but the, not the, just the, content, the sales. But the sales, exactly. That's where I was going to go. So, may take a look at them and see, okay, well, what is the infrastructure of their business looking like, right? Do they have a sales team? Um, have they been preaching this since they were broke or were they already making money when they and started. they have a solid business when they started preaching all this stuff, right? Again, and I heard this on actually one of the podcasts that we were editing for somebody else. The lady said, if you're going to play football you're not gonna go get a baseball coach <laughs> and it's the same way with sales right like if you are in a business right if you're growing your business and you say okay i need to make sales i need to i, I need to make money right 
okay, you're going to go to the person that is telling you to do everything for free because I doubt you're going to learn how to make money in your business that route. Yep. But if you go to the right person, someone that is actively selling, right, that has an engaged customer base that, I mean, they love him for the for his message, for his solutions, for the service that he's providing to his audience, then that's the right coach for you. And you got to say, okay, you know what? Because um, a lot of people, and let's be clear, a lot of people are just afraid of sales and they go on the free route because might be a little better on your comfort zone and you might be feeling good and saying to yourself, oh, I'm giving all this value for free. When deep inside you're like, oh, I want to make some money and I want to sell this solution because I know it would help so many people. So you got to be honest to yourself right there. You're going to have a heart to heart with yourself and and ask, am I am I not selling because I'm, I'm afraid of what people are going to say to me? Am I afraid of getting rejected? Because there's going to be a lot of no's, 100%. No's are a good thing. But no's are a good thing, right? You're going to grow. And that's the, I think that's another key mindset thing that we've learned from, from sales is that it just helps you grow so much and faster because you're always putting yourself in a position of being rejected. So yeah. again, have a heart-to-heart to yourself and ask, Am I just being afraid of selling? And if the answer is yes, yeah, you know what to do. You I love it. Tackle that fear. Yeah. And uh, just to start wrapping this up, remember, sales come from a place of service. Like you are providing a solution to them, and if you are not taken care of first, who is gonna provide that solution to them? Or if your company is not taken care of first with money, with the sales that are coming in. How are you going to help more people? So just remember that. I think that was a massive difference mindset that that, that we started implementing and kind of helped us out. So to wrap this up and, and, and uh, tie it into content, all these conversations are like a lot of people do not see the connection between the content they're creating and the sales process. And for us, this is very simple. Marketing is, a, whoa, marketing is the start of your sale. And content is the start of marketing. Hence, content is the start of your sale. So how do we make the connection, right? Make sure that your content has some call to action to the next step in your sales process. What does that look like? Can it be if your sales process is to get somebody on a phone call, how does your content direct your audience to that phone call? If your sales process is a sales funnel or a website, how does your content ties in into that sales funnel so here's some action points but with before we go into the action points make sure to subscribe to content is profit podcast make sure to hit that subscribe button make sure that you follow us (laughs) exactly uh go follow us on social media at the biz bros go and make sure that if you love this content and you feel like it can be of value for some other business owners and content creators make sure to share it with them so going into the action points The first step, number one, numero uno, is choose something to sell. So a lot of people are creating content out there already. They have nothing to sell. What? Okay. Quick, quick. uh, Quick, quick, quick. Quick quick. tip. If you're like, oh, but I don't have something to sell right now. I don't know yet what I'm going to sell. Easy. Just go. Just ask yourself, who do I want to help? Yep. Right? And then when you find that one person, you're going to ask him, hey, What's your biggest problem? And then you're going to come up with a solution for that problem. And there you go. That's what you're going to sell. Exactly. So going back to our uh, restaurant stages, 
we saw that the restaurants needed some social media because they had no social media presence and we yeah. went there and again that's not the perfect example Remember, no that that's why you're asking them exactly that's why you're asking them because they're gonna tell you what they want right the problem and what they want to solve that problem the issue is we saw the problem in the restaurant but they didn't want it but we we said to ourselves they need it right so it's different when they want it than when they need it make sure they want it people buy what they want to buy not why they need to buy not what they need to buy exactly yeah so <laughs> choose something after you ask them uh then make sure that your content is connected to your sales process whatever that looks like if you're selling on a funnel if you're selling on a website if you're selling on a phone call if you're selling on through dms make sure that your content directs people to the next step sometimes we put content out there and there's no call to action make sure that there's something that you can say in the content or the content has something print or copy that directs people to the next step what's the third one fonzie number tres third one wait wasn't that make an offer That is number hey, three. Hey. I, I spaced out for it. I was like, wait. It's I thought, Friday. I thought that's Friday the one that night. he just said. So yeah, make an offer in your content, right? Say, hey, if you want help with this, go get this one thing, which is a solution to the problem that you told me you had when I asked you. Yes. And the last one is obviously make the sale, but also track it. Make sure that you're tracking what's happening so you know what's working and what's not, and then you can adapt. So those four steps, again, choose your audience and what to sell to that audience. Connect the content to your sales process. Make an offer, because if you do not make an offer, nobody knows what you're selling. And then make sure that you make close that sale. And if you are not closing that sale, track what's happening so you can adapt and change. So with that, I want to make an offer. Ooh, Ooh I want to make an offer. I want to. So, did, did you guys see that coming? <laughs> I, be, I bet you probably. Did. So I want to make an offer. So if you are currently struggling with uh, with your content and uh, struggling with your sales and struggling, how to connect those two? Struggle, yeah, struggling with your frequency and consistency. Frequency, consistency. <clears throat> how do how do I play this content game? Uh, go to contentisprofit.com and drop us your number one question in there. We actually have a content or publishing frameworks call that we do. We jump in for you, um, with you. It's a one-on-one -on -one and we help you gain clarity so you can be consistent in your content with those calls to actions repeatedly and your offers. And we give you clarity on who do you want to sell your stuff to and how to implement it in a consistent way, whatever that looks like. Is that good? That's what we're going to find oh, out man. in the call. Perfect. Awesome. So without further ado... Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for sticking with us today. Live audience is Friday. If you're uh, listening to the podcast, thank you so much again for staying till the end. Today was a fun topic. And there we go. Don't forget to subscribe. It's follow Friday. us on social media. Subscribe on Contents Profit. We, we should have for the ending song, we should have this Sunday. It's Friday. Friday. <laughs> Fonzie, thank you so much for being with me and stay tuned because next week we have awesome guests. Ooh, yeah, they're Ooh, coming some for the next ones. episodes. Yeah. And we ran past the outro. I think we're going to have to make this outro a little bit longer. A little bit longer, yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> see you next time. Don't forget, subscribe.